Welcome to today's podcast. Today it's my great pleasure to be joined by James Watson, the Managing Director of Surface Print in the UK. James, welcome to the podcast. Lovely, lovely to have you. We've been planning to do this for a while, but you've been so busy, which is great. Yeah, no, it's uh, we have been a busy time. The whole wallpaper industry has had a, a very busy time. You know, obviously COVID has been a very sad situation for you know many people, but for wallpaper, it's had, actually had a very positive effect and people have been at home redecorating. So most wallpaper manufacturers in, in well, certainly England, have had a very busy sort of year and a half, you know, which has been fantastic for the industry. It's great news. It really, really is. James, can you share the story of Surface Print? Um, when did your father start the business and when and why did you join too? Sure. So the Surface Print was started in 1990, okay? And mm-hmm. back then, my my father, John, um, took a premises in Great Harwood, which is a little village uh, five minutes from, from Accrington, yeah. And, um, you know, my father had been in wallpaper all his life. You know, he's, he's currently done, I think, over 65 years in, in wallpaper now. But back then, you know, he decided that, um, you know, the industry had got very sort of volume focused. There was a lot of you know, very, very quick methods of printing, such as gravure, such as flexo. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the industry was kind of crying out for like a, a, like a, a beautiful technique and, and that's where surface print, you know, the surface print technique comes in, came into my dad's thoughts. And, and he, you know, um, basically was able to purchase a, a, like three surface print machines from a, mm-hmm. a company that sadly went uh, into administration in, in Oldham. And um, he bought these couple of machines and with the machines came the guys that used to work on them. And so Fantastic. he had these machines moved down from Oldham and, uh, set up surface print in 1990 and, and kind of away he went and it, you know his vision for the for the business was he didn't want to produce his own ranges he wanted to be a third party printer so basically you know we didn't have to worry about warehousing the you know stock and then worrying about if something was going to have to sell or not so he was literally yeah. you know for all the wonderful brands of, of to start with the UK you know the likes of Colfax and Fowler's Osborne Littles you know the, the designers guilds of the world you know could could produce this beautiful surface printing look, which was a which was like a, a continuation of hand block printing. It is beautiful surface, isn't it, James? It is, yeah, you know, because it's creating this. It, 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 like I said, it well in 1838, everything before then was hand blocks, and it, mm-hmm. it does create. You know, it's a hand it's a hand painting look on your walls, and it's still to the day the most beautifulest technique you can do. Mm-hmm. It, it's the most uh, random you know there's there's not much control to it but that's the beauty of it you know that's the real secret and you know the loving story about it the the complete random effects that it creates but it is it is the most beautiful look and if you wanted to you know and it's what brands such as sanderson and you know um certainly sanderson and morris were created on this surface printed look um and yeah so yeah surface so surface print was started in 1990 uh and then um in, t- in two, 
in 2000, in 2000, I uh, left, sorry, in 2003, I left university. Mm-hmm. And then funny enough, I, I actually only came in to start with just to help out in the offices because there was a, a lady off and my dad wanted help, you know, answering the phone. Yeah. And I finished my exams at uni, my final exams, you know, I had a bit of business degree. And, uh, you know, I didn't have much to do. I was just sort of living in, living in Leeds and just, you know, having a bit of fun. So I ended up, you know, I needed a bit of money as well, as all students do. And uh, I ended up joining the company. And, you know, I'm still here now. And that's kind of this, you know, <laughs> what happened, you know. Obviously, I'm now a managing director. And I've been here since 2003, so up to 18 years. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of the, how the, the business started, really. You fell in love with it? Absolutely, yeah. You know, I always, I, I'd always had my heart set on, on joining the business, you know, and even from a an early age, you know, sometimes in the holidays would always go into, you know, in the factory, you know, and even we, we employ people here now that used, that have, have been with us sort of 25 years and have known me as a little lad, you know, coming in on my rollerblades. You know, rolling blades. That's great. You know, driving <laughs> and driving and bonkers. Um, so yeah, it was always my my plan. Um, and luckily, in you know, in, the, in obviously after the nineties, which was terrible for war for wallpaper because of the the minimalistic paint era, early yeah. two thousand, and when the start of you know the non woven sort of adventure uh, that all started early two thousand. So it was a fantastic time to actually join the business because. The, the war, you know, the, the, the company grew massively over the next sort of 20 years, you know, so it was sort of perfect timing for me to sort of be part of that growth and, you know, and really get to, to grips with the business and learn everything, um, you know, and, and, and be all part of the, this, this lovely industry that is wallpaper printing. It certainly is. It's a lovely, friendly industry as well, wall coverings. It really is. It's kind of, yeah, it kind of twins with the textile industry, I think. It always did for me. James, then, tell us then how, as the business grew, you've you've bolted on other manufacturing methods as well, which still remain a strong choice for manufacturing. Can you tell us about, you know, the, the, the other printing processes that, you know, are still a huge part of your business? Sure, yeah. So, obviously, the company's called Surface Print, and our, our first printing method was surface printing um so we started out in 1990 but then probably towards the late 90s early two like late late 90s we we bought uh flexo machines which is a more modern uh style of printing a more newer technique which is which enables you to be very sort of crisp fine details Mm -hmm. and also to create tones of colors you can go sort of anywhere between 100 percent to 30, 40 percent of a of a of a colour. You can't do tones in surface printing. So this was like our an extra string to our bow. Yeah. So that was flexo printing. Um and then sort of again in the early 2000 uh, time, 2005, 2006, we we were the company that uh, introduced flop printing back into the industry. And, you know, before then li- there was literally no flop machines left in the world wow. really. But um, through, um, you know, tips and advice of our customers sort of saying, look, flock wallpaper and flocking fashion is becoming a real big thing. You know, how about put how about putting a machine in, you know, and that's the easy part. <laughs> you know, it, we started putting <laughs> the machine in and then I, I would say a year later, we w- were able to produce a decent roll of flock. So for a year, we sort of funded this machine and its development, you know, and the staffing with it and, and everything 
And then one year later, we finally, the, the, the sort of um, the coin dropped, as they say, and everything worked. And then literally within months of this machine you know, doing what it's supposed to do, the lead times just grew crazily from, you know, I think our lead times at one point was six months. It, it was just, you know, horrendous because flock printing is a very slow process. You know, it's yeah. it's not like surface printing or, or, or flock or flexo printing. Um the only thing that's really saved flock is uh your know, digital at the moment is still slower. So, you know, that's uh-huh. you know, that's that's helped it. So obviously flock was early sort of two thousand and five. Uh and and then a, like a, a continuation of flock where we were able to put uh, these acrylic beads in our flock machines. So it okay. came, so our flock machines also changed to sort of scatter machines. So we were sprinkling little clear acrylic beads on, which was very nice. Um, around 2010, we, we bought uh, like an emboss machine. We're not really embossers, we're more printers, but we can add an emboss to yeah, a... Yeah, to add texture a, to, a, to a flexo print, yeah. for example. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, embossing isn't really us. You know, we're printers. We want to print beautiful florals, but you know, we can add an emboss if it if it helps. And then obviously, more around sort of 2012, 13, 14. That's when the whole digital, you know, era started. You know, and since then, you know, our our digital department's grown, you know, massively, which I know we'll talk about, you know, in a, in yeah. a bit later. So that's yeah. kind of the development of the company. You know, just a different state. You know, different techniques we've invested in. You know, and 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 how it's happened really. What 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 one of the interesting to mention was that in 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 early two thousand, we actually uh, moved premises. So all these machines I I've I, I talked about. Sorry, it was more. It was two thousand five. So when we yeah. moved premises. So all these machines that I've talked about were all down in Great Harwood, and then literally we bought a brand new factory which was empty and we had to transfer all, all these big machines up the road from Great Harwood um, you know, on a daily basis. And it, and it took us a year to move. That's how long That's it a, took. That is a mission. Yeah. You know, and it was literally everything from machines to the desk, to the chairs, you know, you name it, it had to be transferred. And it was, it was, a, it was, it was great fun. Yeah. I mean, manufacturing, my... manufacturing the whole time you were doing that in between. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. had to, we had to dismantle a machine. And most machines took like a month, anywhere between two weeks and four weeks to dismantle yeah. uh, and remantle the new site. And, um, yeah, it, you know, it was just absolute chaos, but good fun. And, and somehow we managed to do it and, and come out now with a, a wonderful factory that has, you know, we've developed further further since then. Um you know, yeah, so it was, it was a fantastic, fantastic I guess move, really. It is. It's a really good thing to do, but it also gives you, at that point, um, an opportunity to refurbish some of those machines, doesn't it, as well, and give them, you know, that really that, – because once these things are built, you know, it really – having stripping them down and moving them is a really great opportunity to rebuild them and to resurface them as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, the, the, you know it's a very good point. The, um, maybe – alignment with machines is highly important you know and if you ever saw a surface print machine it's they're probably 30, you know 20 30 meters long you know so you need to make sure that machine is absolutely perfectly straight so maybe in the past where they were slightly crooked all these little anomalies could be yeah could be, you know, with the, yeah all these anomalies working with the the printers you know we could just tweak fine-tune these and and yeah it was a you know it was a positive move to, to move them remantle them 
and um, you know get, you know start them up again. That's fantastic, it really is. Just before we move on, James, what's the typical print speed of analog of of maybe Flexo and Surface Print per roll? So, what kind of volumes do you get out of them before we move on to digital? Yeah, so our Surface machines operate at uh, basically thirty meters a minute, which is which is three traditional ten meter rolls. Okay, yep. and the Flexos run at around. 50 meters a minute so five rolls so anywhere between three and five and that obviously we're not on volume producer in any way so we're very much attention to detail high end yeah your volume producers you know your big volume mills were producing anywhere between you know 10 rolls a minute up to 15 rolls a minute so really pump you know pumping them out yeah yeah which again you know just demonstrates how big the wall covering industry is yeah yeah. Huge market, isn't it, worldwide? Well it is, you know, and you know, I think there's I think the 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 English well the uh, the UK market is about fourteen million rolls per annum. You know, that's okay. that's what we sell. That's manufactured and, and some import on you know, some imported on that. But markets such as Russia and China, which are the biggest, you know, you're talking you're talking well over, you know, hundred and fifty million rolls. That's that's where they're at. It is big, 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 big business. Really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. So, when then, when and why did you first invest in digital technologies? You've mentioned that earlier. Well, let's just go back to that and talk about that because your first investments were, well, remain actually in HP technologies, don't they? They do, yes. So, um, yeah, uh, it was around, I think it was around uh, 2012, 2013. That's when we started with our first uh, digital HP machine, and it was a it was a HP. Well, we bought two. We bought a HP three thousand, which was a production machine, uh-huh. and then we bought one of the smaller sampling machines, which I think at the time was a a three seventy, uh, which we've now sold and, and replaced. Um, but basically, the idea is you have a smaller sampling machine to do all the color work on and all the sampling, and then. Mm-hmm that ideally can be replicated on the big production machine. So you have your big production machine printing your, your production and, uh, you know, your sample machine producing the samples. So that, yeah, was, so you- that was that about then. And, you know, we went for the for digital purely because, you know, it, it was starting to become a more common word used in, in the wallpaper industry, um, you know, People always want to know what's next. Designers want to know what's the next, what's next. Um, at that time, there was a few little digital digital printers around, and um, with our customer base and client base, which was very, you know, which is very high end, very up market. You know, our our vision was to be able to, you know, to get get this machine in, and you know, working on some very you know exotic bases such as grass cloths and things like that. Just be able to extend the, the, the portfolio of products we could offer to our customers and, and that's where it started really so you put creativity a lot of creativity into the industry at that point then don't you because in reducing the minimums you allow the designers to produce smaller smaller batches really and many 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 more design iterations yeah i mean the the, the digital like um the digital era in the wallpaper uh, 
you know, so, some people have their views on it, but it, it's it's been fantastic, really, because for the designer, you know, the capabilities that they're now able to to design with, such as, you know, uh, the the size, you know, obviously murals were were, were yeah. nothing back then, you know, before digital. That murals are, are very prominent now in the industry. Uh, the amount of colours that you can produce, you know, this is a, a CMYK printer producing millions of different tones of colours, yeah. far more than you'd ever do traditionally. Uh, obviously, the, the size of the rolls, you know, we're now printing, we can print up to 1.4 metres wide. So just the the physical aspects of, of wallpaper printing, uh, uh, you know, became interesting to designers. And obviously, yeah, you mentioned the, the stock side to it, you know. Yeah. Back in the with, with traditional machines, like our minimums are 100, 100 rolls, which is a thousand meters, you know, and we don't really want to go below that because we have these big old machines that take a lot of setting up and a lot of stripping mm -hmm. down, you know, below that, the prices just get crazy. So you have to kind of stick to 100 rolls. However, that then limits the market because there's a certain amount of investment in, in rollers, you know, in the printing rollers, mm -hmm. the stock. So it really did limit the market to someone who was financially well off. So it generally it was a, a business. And the, the, the idea of like a, a student being able to leave university and producing wallpaper was, was nothing really. They couldn't do it because financially they didn't have the support unless the, the bank of mummy and daddy were able to help them or, right. or some, yeah. you know, or something else. But now, you know, anyone can do anyone who's got a, a a, you know, a, a Mac or a PC and some um, design CAD software can produce wallpaper. You know, so our we had, you know, traditionally we, we had like a core 50 or 60, you know, let's say customers back before digital. Like nowadays, you know, we've probably got 300 customers because we've got all these yeah. new one-man bands who, who you know, have, have, and, and this is all from digital, been able to... Yeah, democratise you know, the space. Really? Exactly. Yeah. You know, the you know just the small stock holdings. Um, you know, the sampling. It's just you know the not you don't have to invest in in rollers. It's just really opened up to a, a bigger market, which you know, which is great for the industry because it gets more people interested in, in designing wallpaper. That, that's yeah. what you know. As a, as a as a you know a loyal loyal fan and a loyal member of the industry you want people to be interested in wallpaper and you want people to be able to choose wallpaper that's what you want yeah it's such an affordable offer option for decoration as well isn't it and it's a fraction of the cost of you know getting somebody in and well a lot of people obviously use decorators but it's it's such an affordable and really easeable way easy way to just transform one wall or a chimney breast or a whole room whatever you choose to do and i guess just coming back just coming back a little bit to technical challenges i think um having some experience of this myself i think murals were a really great entry weren't they for digital in that they didn't push the technical challenges like uh, like producing you know hundreds of rolls does because they all have to be exactly the same and match perfectly time after time after time would you agree with that james yeah absolutely you know the murals you know were near on impossible to do on the traditional machine and if you did do it it was a big risk um, yeah. the set the, the second nation in digital printing you know and and to even take it to the, the extent that, you know, 
bespoke and personalization now is very much a thing in fashion. You know, everyone wants uh-huh. personalized fashion products or personalized bag. You know, you can do that with, with, with digital. Like uh, murals can be bespoke to a wall size. Um, they can be, you know, it's a lot easier to do bespoke colors. You know, it, it has created this uh, bespoke nature to the industry, which is obviously which is obviously great and a big a big selling point. Yeah, it certainly is. Certainly is. Looking back, then, obviously, when when all of any new technology emerges, it, it arrives with some technical challenges. What were those challenges, James, back then, and how have these been overcome over that time? Is this uh, digital or in, in traditional Di- or both? Digital, yeah, for digital. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, anyone anyone who's been in digital from from you know in the last ten years, like we have, will you know the start was quite difficult because. The machines that HP produced um, were made. They were they were banner, they were banner machines. You know, making yeah. uh, printing banners, signage, you know, uh, advertisement, um, and they weren't really used to the, the the levels of quality that digital uh, that wallpaper needs. You know, continuous yeah. consistency throughout a run. Yeah, consistency from side to side. You know, these are all a bit alien to to the digital uh, to HP, really. Um, however, you know, within a you know within a year, it was a sort of a fast learning curve. Yeah. Um, within a couple of years, you know, they managed to put all these consistencies in place on their machines, and then once a sort of switch happened and the consistency was there, people really started seeing the benefits. Like the manufacturers started seeing the benefits. But it, yeah, it was a difficult starting point but it's like anything with any new technique there's always going to be a little few little teething problems um but yeah, now yeah. the very you know now the machines are very consistent and you know producing some great wallpaper and there's you know there's i mean we're, we're completely hp here but there's obviously some other good machines out there like the zycons and uh, there's, there's durst machines now so more and more people are, are getting into selling digital wallpaper machines no, you, you're absolutely, absolutely right. Would you say then that um, the wall covering buyer um, has now accepted digital as an industrial solution? And we, we've, you've already confirmed that they are now bringing more collections to market every year. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I, like our first percent of our uh, turnover is digital wallpaper now. You know, and that's grown you know very quickly. You know, in ten years, so that's just to show sort of our how we've grown um, because of the, the small quantities, it, you know, it allows brands to launch more products, yep. you know, because of the, the less uh, launch costs. So absolutely, you know, and people enjoy, you know, stock, stock is a, people don't really, you know, brands, you know, don't really want to have large amounts of stock nowadays. So digital is just sort of the ideal ticket for that where you know hopefully you, you you know you're selling at good margins um you've got you've got small stock quantities uh and you know you can you can probably react quicker to to changing fashions as well because you know you don't need the rollers that take time to set up you can literally you know see something design it produce it you know within a within a couple of weeks really it's uh, it, it gives a you know it gives you a lot of flexibility Yes, it really is incredible flexibility. On on that topic, then um, a quick question, not on the list, James. <laughs> Do 
do you find do you find some of your big buyers reversing as well do you find them starting with digital and then as volume grows go over to flexo does that happen or do they once digital do they stay digital i i yeah the, the big the big brands mm-hmm. know what they want because if they have the, the they have the financial support so they they're keeping so they're looking at design and their main focus is the design and they will then pick the technique that suits that design the best okay yep. so if it's a surface print they'll go with surface print if it's a mural or digital they'll go with digital and it generally stays like that for okay. the big traditional brands however with your, with your smaller more modern brands medium smaller market they would probably start live as digital printers but then you do see a lot you know, some of that we work with, if they, if they yeah. go well, you know, if they start selling well, they then transfer them from digital to traditional, as long as there's no metallic colours, because obviously digital can't just, well, HP yeah. machines can't produce metallics at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, you, so you see more stuff going, you know, digital to traditional, which is obviously a good sign because it means they're selling a lot and they, you know, you, you get obviously... You have to order more with traditional, but it's a far more competitive uh, price. Um, yeah. So yeah, you, but then I'm, I'm sorry, go on. No, no, no. Could you share some of some of those success stories for those kind of smaller brands that have grown either and stayed digital or moved over to to traditional? Yeah. So uh, a good a couple of good examples of customers we work with is one is Divine Savages. Yes, started I know live, that. Yeah, started live as uh, you know digital digital printers. Uh, and has since then started to look at things um, with, with Flexo. It's quite hard to go from digital to surface just because of the print mark of yeah. surface, but certainly digital yeah. to Flexo is working. So, yeah, you know, uh, that's a great sort of story, those guys. And then another one is a, lady, a, company, a brand called Graduate, a lady called Sharon. Okay. Uh, she, again, has started um, life as digital printers and then has her more better sellers, these guys are predominantly web-based. You know, their, their main sales yeah. are coming through the web or through their websites. Um, so, yeah, Sharon at Graduate is another example of starting small with digital, then doing well, converting them to traditional prints and putting more stock down. So, yeah, two two good examples there. And those, I guess, though, in those design stories as well, the ones that, as you say, have been created to be printed digital, stay digital because they can't be given, well, for, for lots of reasons, but... You can create so many great design effects for digital that, you, as you say, you could never recreate using rollers. So I guess they, yeah, they're, they're going to stay in the digital trajectory, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, some designs are digital and will always be digital. There's nothing you can do yeah. about it. There is, you know, there is some probably another way to look at it is that some brands, you know, when a design, let's say a flexor design, non-metallic is coming to the, to the end of its life, and they don't want to put, you know, 100 rolls down in stock, they can look to turn it back to, to digital. So they don't have to put yes. 12 rolls down in stock. So it does, so it benefits both the start and also the end. Um, yeah, but obviously, you, your design has to be able to go both traditional and digital. Yeah, it's incredible production for, uh, flexibility, isn't it? It really is great. And um, we were chatting off air before. You said that in the digital route, you're producing around two and a half thousand rolls a week now. Yeah, yeah, it ranges from sort of two thousand to two and a half thousand rolls a week. Um, but yeah, that's the sort of numbers we're producing. Um, 
our HP machines are actually uh, they're quite slow in in comparison. Yeah. yeah, they're quite slow. Um, the the very top end printer, you know, good strength of color, um, high quality strength of color, print on some lovely substrates. Uh, but the flip side is they are a bit slow. Um, but the great thing is, is that you know you do all the color work during the day, and then you actually you don't you can leave them unmanned, so they they run during the night. Which is nice. Amazing. You don't have to have them in the so hopefully, when you're coming in the morning, you know you've got lots of uh, printed reels to, to come into. <laughs> it's fantastic, isn't it? And you invested in more HP machines, didn't you, recently? So how many do you now have? Yeah, so we have uh, five big production machines now, uh, and we have three smaller, uh, called um, five seventy sampling machines. Um, but yes, last this summer, obviously with the surge in wallpaper sales in COVID, um, we purchased our fourth production machine in um, in June, uh, and then in in September we pur- purchased our our fifth production machine. So two machines sort of within three months. Um, but it was purely done because. Um, you know, digital requires a, a quick lead time. It's a very quick uh, department. You know, you can't yeah. you can't have big lead times. Uh, it just doesn't just just doesn't work. You know, so you need to be very quick, very on it, very short lead time. So if your lead times start getting a bit high, you know, the customers don't like it. So you need to be on that, and that sort of explains why we, we purchased our fourth and fifth machine with, very quickly. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's great. It's congratulations, James. It's fantastic to see so much growth, really, and so much positivity in the wall covering industry. Again, it's booming. It's fantastic. Now, one of the things yeah. that makes you, you unique, of course, is is that background. It's the incredible experience that you have within with your machinery and all of the incredible staff that you have with Fast Experience. And I think one of the things that is 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 definitely unique is your ability to create your own hybrid surface effects and then digitally print on them so could you tell us a little bit more about those sure yeah so i mean you can actually you can actually do it both ways so we can actually that's the, the massive benefit from us as a, a manufacturer to most of the most other companies you know we have traditional analog uh printing and digital printing and we can combine them so we've uh, we can quite easily digital print a wonderful background, then either surface print on top of it or flop print it. Yeah. Um, or we can do it the other way where we can surface print uh, and, and flop print something and put it to the digital machine. But you can certainly surface print or flexo print something and then put it to the digital machine. We, we actually um, we can produce, you know, we have uh, some air ground machines that are supply, they put like a like a flat, really f- lovely flat layer of, of, of ink down. So we have some wonderful metallics that we can we can use and that we ground and then we, we use them in the digital machines and, and 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 things like that just to to help to give us the edge over our, our competitors really. It does. I mean, those micas that you have as well just create the most beautiful twinkling grounds, don't they, really? They add this kind of a luminescence as the digital builds on top of it. They are really beautiful. Yeah, they they are, you know, and it is it's a lovely uh, product, Mica, um, and Mica is the sort of more common color background. Obviously, metallics. We have a lovely uh, a lovely gold synthetic that we use a silver synthetic. Um, 
that we can obviously create with, with all our machines. Um, so yeah, that, that's it's just giving more options for the customers that obviously the, the customers like because they want to have flexibility and options to help keep them different from their rivals. Yes, well, exactly. Everyone's got to be unique and stand out, haven't they? Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're, we've just discussed your material base then has has expanded massively over the time. What new substrates are you bringing to market and that you that you now offer? You're talking about, you know, you've grass cloth and things like that. Um, is there a lot more interest in those kind of more natural looking surfaces? Yes, uh, definitely. Um, you know, the things have, have sort of changed, you know, non-woven um, is obviously your, your primary your predominant product that you use, but more recently, yeah, there's things like uh, grass cloths, sort of linens, paper weaves, um, you know, corks, all, all these materials yeah. that we now be, are building, so buy-in and, and print-on, you know, it all helps to give, you know, excitement um, and different looks to the to the customer. You know, and one of the, one of the, the great things about digital printing is, um, you know, the price of wallpaper now is is far superior than it than it ever was sort of twenty years ago. You know, it's, yeah. it's all because of these wonderful bases we're, we're printing on now, these these grass cloths and, and things like that. So, you know, the, uh, one, you know, it's always good when the, the, the average price per roll goes up in an industry because, um, you know, it, it's just creating excitement for the for yes, the yeah. for the customers and the consumers, and ultimately the consumers is what we want to, to buy the rolls. So we have to keep them excited, excited. Yeah. It's given the power back to the designer as well, hasn't it? To to expand their own ranges, to create luxury products, and to make a great margin. Absolutely, you know that's that's what we want. We want the our customers, which are the designers, to be excited and you know what's next, asking us what's next, things like that. So they obviously, if they get excited, then obviously they produce beautiful wallpapers that the consumers can get excited about. That's great. Must remember to order a new sample book, James. <laughs> It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of date. I need a new one. It's fantastic. James, you also have your own design collection, 1838, which features both traditional and digital techniques. Could you tell us about that? That's also a really exciting development. It's it's not necessarily new now. It's how many has it what three or four years old maybe? No, it's it's five it was five years old in, in August. Um yeah. so uh yeah, I mean it was kind of mine and and my sister's little baby when we started it five years ago, um, and it, it was purely um, you know we, we were producing all these um, beautiful ranges for for other customers and you know we kind of came into the business you know and inherited it from our father and really we wanted to sort of make our our input into the business and and this is where eighteen thirty eight came from. And it, it was also we were at the, ta- at the time we were we were very big. You know, our market was UK, Europe, and America, and, and yeah. that was that was it. However, with eighteen thirty, you know, with eighteen thirty eight, you know, we, we wanted to get further afield. We wanted to get into you know places like China and Russia, uh, and you know through eighteen thirty eight and through our our distributors that we now have. I mean, we have probably. 50 sort of trading distributors of our of our brand around the world you know even yeah. as far as New Zealand so you know we wanted just to spread you know our expertise as, as printers so that's where the whole brand idea came from 
producing, you know, nothing, nothing again, nothing volume about it. We produce one collection a, a year, um, try to make it look as nice and as, as creative as possible. Um, and yeah, 1838. And then the name came from the year the first mechanical roll of wallpaper was created, which was in Darwin at the old Potter's factory, which was the old Crown factory. Yeah. So that, before 1838, everything was sort of hand, hand printed or hand blocked or hand stenciled. And 1838, then uh, an old calico press um, was turned into a, a wallpaper printing press. And that sort of revolutionized the wallpaper industry. So, you know, with our craft that we, you know, that we love and all the, the guys, you know, and the ladies here that we, we employ, you know, there's a real craft and a high yeah. skill level in the company. That's what we wanted to play homage to it and kind of, you know and kind of show off you know show off our our, our skills that we have and and that's where 1838 comes from i didn't know that that's such a lovely story it really is it's such like you say it's such a poignant moment in manufacturing to make that switch over to volume isn't it it's fantastic congratulations james i mean anyone listening as well really should check out the 1838 collections because they are absolutely beautiful they really really are james we're kind yeah. of coming to Coming to the end of our podcast now, we've got a couple of questions left. If you had to summarise the primary benefits of digital, what would they be? So the primary, the, the primary benefits, um, I would say, from a designer point of view, it's the, uh, the the greater creativity it allowed you to create designs. So the size of the repeat, the murals, the amount of colours. Uh-huh. And also from a company point of view, it's the... Uh, it's just the the smaller investments, the smaller cost to, to um, produce wallpaper. Yes, yeah, just democratizing that whole sector. It has a, yeah. a whole new chapter ahead of us, don't we? Really, with utilizing yeah. digital technologies alongside um, traditional. It's fantastic. So, James, what's next for Surface Print? You know, you've got a fantastic yourself, your sister, a fantastic young, experienced management team. What does the future hold? So the, the exciting uh, project we're working with at the moment is developing a eco non-woven, okay? So oh. a non-woven um, obviously generally has around 10 to 15% of uh, polyester fibers in, which is actually uh, you know, plastic. But mm-hmm. we're working with our suppliers uh, and we're creating an eco non-woven where all raw materials uh, come from renewable sources and the product uh, after it's been used uh, can be uh, industrially composted so it can be turned into compost that allows the um, you know allows the soil to to, yeah. to grow crops and things like that so that's really the, the future and obviously it's a very uh, prominent thing in the world at the, at the moment and will be for the rest of the the world you know the um the environment and protecting the world is, is very much important. So we've literally had this product for a, a month now, and you know the, the reaction we're getting it is absolutely fantastic. Everyone wants everyone wants to use this eco non-woven because of the environmental benefits. So that's really what's next with us, and then that's the kind of the first step. And I would say all our factory is water-based anyway, from an inks point of view. You know we're FSC certified, but you know. I would just say more focus at the environment, making more environmental products, you know, and really trying to help help the world, you know, save the planet. That's where our focus is, is going. 
That's fantastic. So the next big investment is the, is print and the planet, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the, the world's first circular wall covering. <laughs> it's great. It circular wall covering in that you know you're designing products with you know end of life in mind really which is so so yeah. important for future generations really is. Uh, yeah absolutely you know it's not it's not just about producing them and then it that's the end of it you've got to think exactly where how is it how does this get recycled and things like that that's fantastic james thank you so so much for your time today it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you and i'm so glad we did manage to catch up and and see how things are moving forward um it sounds like you have an incredible future ahead of you thank you so much to all of our listeners we'll make sure that in the show notes all the contact details are available for surface print too so james all that remains is to say thank you so so much thank you for being so open and honest um that was a great conversation thanks debbie yeah it's been uh, great catching up with you and hopefully everyone enjoys it and, and please feel free to get in touch with us brilliant speak soon james thank you thank you bye 